Many years ago, there was a court case of an individual who killed, cold-blooded another individual. And in court, the defense brought up the donut excuse that this person was a donut addict, ate so many donuts, and especially that day, and they had such a sugar rush. And as a result, they acted crazy and murdered somebody. Well, it was thrown out of court. It was thrown out of court. But sometimes we have that kind of excuse, right? That we, um, you know, something made us do it. Something made us do it, you know? I know it's, you looked at me funny. You said something not nice to me. I blew up and, you know, gave you a shove. Well, don't speak that way. Don't look at me that way. So we have what I call the donut excuse. That uh, something made me do it. And therefore it's excusable. It's not. Even if we're, anytime we're out of control, it's because we didn't allow what our natural character quality is of that the mind has dominion over the heart to bring us and rein us in to have a, a restraint. And that mind that has dominion over the heart gives us a capability of knowing that God is present and if God is present and watching and seeing my actions right now, so I got to do what's right in God's eyes and have the self-restraint as a result. In other words, it's never excusable, our actions, because the presence of God, the fear of, and hence the fear of God, meaning the fear of his presence, and not because he's going to punish me, but because he's present and I know, therefore, I got to do the right thing. We got to do the right thing. We see sometimes, in a, you know, when we're in the presence of, of someone who we really, really look up to, like the Rebbe, and we're in the presence. So that sense of uh, being in presence of greatness makes you act differently. Sometimes they don't even have to be such great, such a great person. It can just be someone who's beyond us and we respect them. In their presence, we act differently than what we do with people that are on our kind of, you know, level. So that's the idea of the presence of God, that we act differently and behave differently as a result. Ah, we kind of lost it. Well, the mind has dominion over the heart and we lost it well we're responsible to maintain it that we could be mindful that we could have the mind um, controlling the heart at least behaviorally might feel it inside but we just don't express it with our uh, modes of expression the levushim the garments of self-expression of the soul in our actions, we don't express it. In our speech, we don't say it. And even the meditated, cogitated, willful thought, we don't think it. We are capable of that and responsible for that. Now, 
the amazing thing and the paradox over here is that the Bainani yet will look at that person and feel humbled less than that individual. So the individual themselves are fully responsible. The Kalshavakalim, the most the person who's so far removed, and yet at the same time, the Bainani who's seeing this individual, as our sages say, that you should be lowly in your estimation before every individual, including this person who loses control. And the Bainani is completely in control of their behavior. And yet they feel less than. Why? Because it's their place that caused them. Ah, they're responsible for that? We're going to get more into that to explain how that paradox works. But indeed, it is a paradox. And all truths come in paradox. Powerful. Questions, comments, thoughts on this very small portion that is very large indeed. Two question marks before you ask a question. Reminded today, Rambam at one o'clock. Uh, I don't see anything on uh, Facebook. or on Instagram. I have a question. Go ahead, Michael, please share. In today's um, Pasha, in the Torah chapter, Mm -hmm. It's written that um, um, when uh, Moses goes out in the tent mm -hmm. to uh, speak with Hashem, because um, Israel don't, didn't uh, follow the words of God and pray to the golden calf, um, Joshua stayed uh, beside him, and it's uh, written, they describe Joshua with the word child, and uh, Joshua is the successor of, um, of Moses. And in the commentary it's uh, written that, uh, they, that the word uh, child is chosen because even that he knew he would one day be the successor of uh, Moses, that he, is all, that he is humble like a child to Moses. And that's uh, the same concept, I think. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Yes, a great sense of humility, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Um, so I do see over here. Hello, it says it's very humbling. It is. So what does this mean in our personal lives? that we come across people who are not so ai and 
you know, would be like not someone to look up to. There are better people to look up to. So the truth is, if we recognize that this person is created in the image of God, has a, part, a piece of God within them, so if we focus in on that, then we can bring out often the true goodness of that individual, even though they may not be living with it. If we focus on their behavior, then we're going to naturally feel greater than them because our behavior is better. The elder will make a argument based on even in behavior how you could still feel that you're less than and therefore be humble before every person there's another way is that we are able to focus in on the essence of the person rather than the way they present themselves through behavior and when we can tap into the core of the individual, the neshama, the soul, and the pureness of it, then um, that gives us the capability of not only being humbled, but actually helping them to bring out their inner greatness. Because for them, their animal soul is covering over and not allowing the the divine soul to emerge so when you can connect to that inner part of that individual and perceive that um, and relate to that then you can um, help them even bring out their true greatness here in Tanya, the Altarab is not speaking about that because he's speaking about the Bainini and how the Bainini for themselves can, um, can humble, subjugate, diminish, crush even the negative side from within them. So these are methods to do that. Other places it speaks about how we can even go deeper and connect to the core essence of the soul of the other individual and ultimately engage them in a way that you not only do you learn something from them and gain from them but you help them in their lives that they can um, minimize diminish their negativity and allow the core essence of their soul to emerge how because that's what you connect to in them as opposed to connecting to merely the behavior or their lack of behavior in the moment that's something even more you know even more profound uh, idea that we can uh, we can achieve yeah Okay. Davida, shouldn't we see the others as if they, 
as if they are ourselves so we can have the positive in them and binding the negative feelings and thoughts yeah so we just dealt with that yeah Denise since we are still bainini and training in certain people and our lives are far removed from Hashem is it permissible to guard yourself from negative people so yeah well, well, so there the more the more we work on ourselves um that we are strong ourselves the the less we need to protect ourselves from others because they're not going to affect us the the weaker we are the more we need to create the boundaries so not to say the boundaries shouldn't be made but recognize that those boundaries are only necessary because we're not yet at a place so we have the inner strength that we could deal with that so imagine um, you know someone saying negative things to you and there's a story of two women who are fighting over something and and next to Hasidic uh, Rebbe, and I forget his name now. And they came to him in their debate, who's right? And, and he sided with one of the ladies. Oh, that lady gave a, like, you know, like cursing him and like, you know, speaking. And he wasn't affected at all. And his wife came and says, oh, how can you let her speak that way? Ah, she doesn't mean it. <laughs> he said, she doesn't mean it. Then she in a barrage even worse than the first. And he says to her, tell me, if I give you a blessing, you could have a child like, like me, would you want that blessing? Oh, please, yes. <laughs> I told you she didn't mean it. Um, that's a strong person that you can get a barrage of like ooh, nastiness and you're not affected by it because you know who you are and it and and someone else can't bring you down as a result of it now that doesn't mean there's not a message there to learn there's something to get to learn from every person yes yes not that's not the point here there's a message that doesn't mean the negativity is the message you know there's something to take yes something to grow from yes but you're not taking the negativity so you don't he didn't have to create the boundaries the wife came and said don't let us you know create this boundary he wasn't affected by it that he needed to i mean that's you know a very yid, a very uh, lofty soul um and but you know so we, we we need to understand sometimes we do need to create the boundaries when people are toxic or people are negative and they bring us down but we need to know fine we're not we're, we're it's affecting us it's it's pushing a button in us which i get and we're all that way uh, after all like denise like you said we're only abandoning in training right so that can happen so sometimes we need to create that boundary you know for that negative person who might negatively affect us but at the same time recognize that that's in a sense it's our challenge 
you know, how do we rise above, you know, and, and, and recognize that. Now, if you can't, you can't, and it's not like, oh, I'm terrible because of it. No, this is where you're at, and this is what you need to deal with. Yes. As uh, Rachel, as we all have to wait together for them, for who? I, I didn't get what you're saying, Rachel. I think you're saying something in the midst of something else or someone else's statement, maybe. Davidas, uh, okay. Got it. No problem. Yeah, that's true, Laurie. Having no reaction, uh, what happened to that statement, can have an effect that makes them even more angry. That's true. But, you know, it, it's being authentic. Be real. It's not about making them more angry so, you know, won't say a word. No. More on that when we do Tanya therapy or one-on-one -on -one if you need it. <laughs> Um, but I, I think you get the, the basic idea. All right, folks. It is the purpose of the pursuit to transmute, trans negative, um, energy into positive. If you can, yes. How can an ordinary person like me connect their essence sounds like a job for a tzaddik a good question Alice. so um for a jew for example well the essence of the jew is the fact that they're a jew right that they have a jewish soul so connecting to that that's the core essence of the individual and that can even be your spouse by the way it can be your children sometimes you know oh my kid is you know being rotten or, you know, my, you know, 40-year-old kid is being rotten. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're, it's a Jew. So there's connecting to the Jewishness, the Jew, the essence of who they are. So there is something to that. Um, there is something to that. Uh, the core essence. Or to the humanness of a person. Um, beyond meaning beyond what you're the facade of behavior right to the neshama how can it be possible for a Jew not to crave a connection while knowing it's possible yeah okay all right amazing you're all amazing um, wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine coming to you for Chabad Zechon Yudeshi in Montreal, Canada. It's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. Have a wonderful day. And a